0: This is riveting. Find more at riveting.fm
1: I'm Morgan, and I'm a publicist.
2: I'm Linda, and I'm a writer-editor. This is... Drink, Drink, Drank, drunk. Drunk! like a reflective i can't i'm too drunk to talk about it now but it's like reflexive it's- <laughs> and this is another thing that gets on my
1: nerves and it's super specific oh my god like putting that lubrication on like listen we're about to go from text to a link a grammar show with a, a drinking drink. problem everybody welcome to drink drank drunk thanks you're welcome we've had a lot of new listeners linda Oh god, I love the new listeners. Thanks for tuning in guys. I hope you like it. Welcome and stay and don't tune out because we have a special guest. Dun, 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 da-da. Da-da. Guest or co-host? New co-host? Yeah, tri-host. Guest host. <laughs> a
2: tri-host. <laughs> a guest tri-host. Guys, Amy Strauss is here. Yay! Yay! Hi Amy. Hey, can I cheer for myself? Yep. Yeah. of
0: Always. Course. Did it. Handled encouraged.
1: it. Uh, so, Amy, tell us a little bit about yourself.
0: Well, I am a Philadelphia food and drink writer, but also have dabbled in copywriting, copy editing, and also producing many uh, style guides.
1: Ooh. Awesome.
2: Love style guides so
0: much.
1: So you're particularly well-suited for this
0: role. And I particularly love everything that Linda says all the time. <laughs> do we want to talk about m (laughs) dashes
2: sometimes when people like give like compliment like at that i know that was a joke but like i remember telling our one friend like that for the longest time i thought her husband was being really mean to me because he was always really nice to me and gave me a lot of compliments and i was like i feel like he's just making fun of me whatever that was a weird tangent it's weird to get
0: meet people that are nice you know well he would just always be like
2: you're like nice and you're funny and you're a good writer and all this stuff and I'd be like I know he's like making fun of me somehow but like I can't figure it out so Lynn self esteem I mean I'm not a feminist but (laughs) (laughs) I don't think it's that yes she is Um, (laughs) I think it's just like one of those uh, whatever we can cut all this out
1: cut um Something else really exciting happened this evening aside from Amy being here. We made and drank froze. Woo! It was a big night. Morgan, such a good host. It's a delicious night. In case you don't know, in case you don't have the internet, froze is frozen rose. Yeah. And
2: we. I made, but you like took it up a notch. It rose wasn't just frozen rose.
1: Well, that's the ge- that's the it, the recipes on the internet. You freeze the rose, and then you add simple syrup and lemon juice. And we had strawberries, and strawberry simple
0: syrup, and lemon juice, and ice, and blend it all together. It was very so delicious. It was no frozen. Yeah, it was like fancy fancy. Yay, <laughs> rose. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
2: It's good. Well, thank you for that, Morgan. I think I got uh, got the juices flowing. It was great. I think I would definitely do it again. I was a little bit nervous about it because I was like,
1: I like to drink rosé and I don't know if I'm going to appreciate it in this form
0: because it seems a little silly. I honestly think you drink it faster. Way faster. You chug that. that it's that's like rose. drinking yeah. a 7-Eleven Slurpee. It was like a Slurpee. Yeah. I can't say yeah. I had a Slurpee in a long time, but you know. It's basically that. Yeah. It did you know enough. that
1: seven eleven uh did their they piloted their first home drone delivery? And they're like what? working with the company Wait, to make. They have seven eleven? eleven. Did you say yeah. that right? Oh. Seven <laughs> eleven. What are they delivering? Taquitos. Exactly. Oh my God. The people have these needs. Imagine. So they're working on it. They're to make it. They tried it out once at a, somebody's house, and they got like these little drone packages dropped off. And they're Why working would they with this a drone.
0: Company. It's a convenience store because it's conveniently it li- located.
1: Yeah, and now it's yeah. more convenient. You don't yeah. have to get out of bed like you're hungover. You wake up and you do like Gatorade taquitos thank you very much and then they drop it off
2: on your doorstep for like a year of my life from like 22 to like 23 i ate keto's a lot <laughs> because i would like f- pass a 711 on my way from the bars in westchester to my friend's house and i you know i don't whatever sorry everyone who loves 711 if wawa started drone service you know i'd be getting every day hmm. not hoagies, not whatever i'd be getting Chicken fingers and mashed potatoes because that's what I love at Wawa
0: hmm. and why is that what about the chicken it's just fingers so good I never had a Wawa chicken I mix them either. together
2: but I don't get a bowl because I like to do the mixing and so the chicken fingers are just good I mean I like chicken fingers who doesn't yeah and I also love mashed potatoes so it's just a perfect combination if I go but not every Wawa serves mashed potatoes so it's always wow. a wild card and I go in so excited go to the thing and then they only have Mac and cheese, and I could Ugh. flip a table. When the that mac happens. and cheese is
0: no mashed potatoes either. There, no, no, it's not very good. at Walmart. It's not very good. No. People who love it, I'm like,
2: have you ever had mac and cheese before? This do you is have not bad good. taste?
1: Yeah, maybe that's, that's all I know in the land of mac and cheese. I would like to do a little postmortem wrap up on the great olympic games it's funny that you
2: said postmortem Thank you. it's still happening because but I, when this comes out it's going to be august 22nd. Oh, way oh, to ruin it you're amy so you're fired. can we rewind can smart rewind.
0: morgan <laughs> okay
2: uh, but oh. i said postmortem and someone but someone said to me you probably shouldn't say postmortem you should probably say like wrap up meeting or something cuz i was like let's have a person a sensitive salary. sally yeah Anyway, so sorry, go ahead. Post-mortem on the Olympics. Yes. Hopefully no one actually died. Gosh, wouldn't that make sense? There were some
0: broken legs.
1: Macabre. So a lot of people have, you know, luckily and thankfully been calling this out and paying attention to the way that these games have been covered in the media. And it has been very, in, in certain instances, and in certain outlets, it's been really sexist the way that... Female athletes are covered. And I just have some headlines um, pulled up just so you can hear the, the media's Olympic coverage reminds us just how taxing it is to be a female athlete. The media are saying and doing a bunch of sexist stuff during the Olympics. Why did NBC commenters give Katina... Oh, sorry, Katinka Hazu's husband credit for her world record. That's the one that
2: got me the Chicago
1: most. Chicago Tribune, Tribune introduces Olympic bronze medalist Corey Cogdell as wife. And the, the examples go on and on and on. Um, there's a there was a guy who tried to tell an Olympic cyclist on Twitter like how to ride a bike. There's a commenter who said that the gymnast team looked like they might as well be standing in the middle of the mall because they're like young women. But like, why would you ever say yeah. that? That mm. they're not standing in the middle of the mall. They're standing at the Olympic Place Stadium. Place you would never be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody referred to a record-breaking female swimmer as the female Michael Phelps. Oh, mm. damn. It is endless. It's depressing. Uh, what'd you say? The one, the Katinka one really pissed you off? That when? made
2: me... That was just so typical almost because mm-hmm. it's like when Michael Phelps won his swim mm-hmm. or whatever. His match. I'm I'm obviously a huge it. sports fan. Yeah, let's let's do more of this. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> when he won, it's not like it wasn't immediate pan to his wife and saying she's the reason he won. She's yeah. his inspiration, whatever. Maybe you get to that later, but like the fact that everyone was like Oh, she wouldn't have been able to do this without him. Look at how much he's trained for. Her. Now, granted, they said there's the man responsible is.
1: for turning his wife into an entirely new so swimmer. So he was her coach. Yes.
2: Mm-hmm. So, but they gave that, like, literally, they like went right to him, yeah. and it's like that was his husband or not. The male coach
1: is not res- did not win this. It's medal. not like
2: with Mel- Michael Phelps, they went to his coach. No, the coach or is always his wife. an afterthought. Yeah, yeah. It's like why was it that you had to give him credit for her win? He's not the one who sacrificed a lot. He's not the one who did it. He wasn't in the pool. Like he wasn't, you know what I mean? It's just, and it made me so, and that one's a little bit more, it's, obvious maybe to some people, but it's a little bit more undercover than saying, oh, they look like they belong at the mall. Like, that's so stupid. And, right. like, that's just, like, you're an idiot. But yeah, like it's something you would never say about a group of guys, is, though. This is a compliment that they were giving him yeah. and her and yeah. he's well, her husband and whatever. Well, I think that this mall thing was
1: supposed to be a compliment. Like, aren't they so cute and fresh-faced? They look like they could be at the mall. And it's like, right. would you ever say that about the men's swimming team? Like, look at them. They look like they could be what, doing a an boy arcade? thing? Surfing? Like, no. That's not their... Yeah, it's very frustrating. There was a story in Canada that I found out about because one of my friends, they plucked her tweet out and used it in this um Huffington Post Ooh. story, um this huffingtonpost.ca, Celeb. I know. So she alerted me to it and the the um news anchor covering the Olympics in Canada said when Giselle came out for the opening ceremonies yeah. and she did the you know her runway walk and that was how they opened it up he said he called her Mrs Tom
2: Brady Oh my and God!
0: Giselle is so known. <laughs> Why G- would you
2: she's and it's two thousand sixteen. Why are yeah. you saying that someone yeah. is misses anybody? So she's man
1: non- ninety-nine on the Forbes Celebrity one hundred list with approximately earnings of approximately thirty point five million US dollars. That's Giselle. That's not Tom. Wasn't there this that's whole controversy
0: about how she actually makes more than Tom Brady? I believe it. She yeah. has her own skincare and fragrance lines. She yeah, all he does-,
2: does is deflate balls. <laughs> well, so does she.
1: <laughs> oh, just his though. I, maybe I don't know. Who am I to say? Wow. Uh, <laughs> so people got mad and they called out this guy. Um, what's his name? Uh, Peter Mansbridge. Which like, oh, oh god,
0: god. <laughs> that's awesome. That name sucks. Yeah, loser. <laughs>
2: No one wants to be Mrs. Peter Mansbridge. No. (laughs) No, no, no.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so... I mean, this is just another example of how people... They're just shitty. Why... And we've talked about. And this you know before. what, Giselle doesn't
2: have to make thirty-one million dollars or whatever, and she doesn't have to be like the most yeah. known person. And she's more famous than Tom Brady by Exa- far. That's
1: what's so infuriating but, about like, it. She, she doesn't have to be. You know what
2: she can be? She can be me. She can be my mom. You know what yeah. I mean? Like she can be anybody. Why are you referring to someone who is actually doing their their work yeah. in their workplace? As Mrs. Whoever.
1: And she's from
0: there. She's internationally famous.
1: She's Brazilian. Where's Tom Brady famous? In fucking Boston?
0: Yeah. Nobody cares
1: cares about Boston. Wow. Just lost all the Boston
2: listeners. Amy can weigh in on here is that you're in a very um, specific field of writing, of writing, Beer and food and and so do you do you encounter that um, in your writing or in your peers' writing? Yeah, I would writing? actually
1: like to like. Do you consciously attempt to seek out like when we did our story about um, sexism in general reporting, and we were saying uh, how there you should attempt to seek out female point of view and right. get quotes from right. women and go out. Do you find yourself doing that or like do you? try to buck any inherent sexism that could be there anyway?
0: Well, personally, I feel as though I don't go out of my way to get female perspective on things. I just go for the story, whatever it would be, and take sexism completely out of it, Mm -hmm. but That being said, if I see a female doing something really awesome, I will 100%, 110% back that and push that into my pitches. As a freelance writer, you go out of your way to come up with cool stories to write about them. So there are so many awesome female brewers, so Mm -hmm. many awesome female chefs. And in 2016, sure, people are talking about both of those things. But in comparison to male brewers, male chefs, yeah. like I feel as though the ratio is 5% to 95% of the coverage. yeah. So I fi- try to do my part as a female yeah. to tell those stories. That being said, as a female writer in both food and beer and drink in general, I like to tell the stories that the guys are telling as well. Mm-hmm. I actually had this... Hilarious conversation with my publicist friend where I was telling her how I really want to be this edgy writer and really put myself out there. And a lot of the edgy platforms are male driven. So, for example, there is this one particular online uh, publication called whatever it's called. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But it is if you look at their mass head, it is all males, and yeah. I have pitched them many times, and I'm not against them whatsoever. But they they cover a lot of hip hop, which I am uh, I am a hundred percent a girl from Berks County, Pennsylvania, totally a country girl. But if I can get in their publication, it's a personal mission of mine because I think that en- females can do exactly what males can do, yeah. and I can be an edgy writer. I can write exactly what yeah. they're writing. You just have to push yourself and, like, get that story idea that will be of interest to them. Sure, maybe they just like male writers, but, I mean, I'm not holding myself back. I'll keep trying, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So do you find
1: that you have to like, prove that you know what you're talking about. When people are like, oh, I write about beer, they're like, oh, okay, that's cute. Like, maybe they don't think you know what you're they're talking like, oh, about. Did
2: you just start drinking IPAs. Right. Uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I am, for all our listeners, I am a smaller, very blonde-ish girl. So and I, I c- love that right now she, I just have to say, she's wearing a pink top
2: with lipsticks on it. It's yes. really cute. <laughs> it's really cute. Smackfather,
0: Philadelphia. First thing I said when she music. came in. <laughs> <laughs> So... When I go out and I have to interview brewers, they try to teach me how to make a beer. And I know. I've been writing about beer since 2004. Yeah. Uh, Maybe. And they surely don't
1: do that when your boyfriend goes
0: out. No. Who is also a beer writer. They're not like, hey, do you want to learn how to brew something today? Yeah. And so I always feel like when I go into an interview, which I just wrote a 3,000 word story on how IPAs dominated the American craft beer industry. Like, Mm -hmm. I know all of the trends of the beer industry, but I feel as though when I first, still to this day, when I first interview a brewer that I've not met, I have to kind of name drop. You have to show off. I have to show off, which I don't necessarily agree with. I want to tell your story. I want to write about your brewery. But don't discredit me because I'm a female and... I may come across perhaps a little bubbly. It doesn't <laughs> mean that I'm not knowledgeable well. And that you're not serious. Right. Yeah. For sure. For sure. So I always have to talk about the cool guys in the beer industry. Right. Like be like, oh, well, have you had this beer? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And it's not even like they set me up to say that. But the second I bring it up, work it into the conversation, mm-hmm. they will give me, oh, well, don't, don't report on this, but... Here's the inside scoop, which as a writer, you don't ever want anything off the record because you can't work with it. But at the same time, you know that when they bust something out like that, they're trusting you and yeah. they are approving you. you like won them over. Yeah. yeah, And I mean, there are many great female beer writers, especially in Philadelphia, mm-hmm. but there is a dynamic where you could either go two ways. You could either prove yourself and they trust you. Or you could come across, and sure, you can write about beer, but you come across like a floozy. Wow. And oh, wow. that's what people talk about as being a female beer writer wow. in the East Coast. I didn't know that. Either you don't, okay, there's three things. You don't know what you're talking about, number two, you prove yourself, you know what you're talking about, or three, you just want to get drunk, and the guy's just like you because you're a girl, and you're acting like you know beer. <laughs> So I just want to say to all you writers out there who works with a company who produced and runs a style guide Hmm. is, is it really that hard to follow it? Like Uh, I'm not being a stickler, but I am for sure. Okay. Um, But I just want to know. (laughs) to know. When I submit an article to anybody in the entire world that owns a style guide and I have it, if there's a little mistake, it's fine, sure. But if you are a repeat offender of... And you, like multiple mistakes. At multiple mistakes, you don't use the M- correctly. You, for example, this is a big one. If it's in the style guide, for example, PM. So the restaurant's open... Uh. The restaurants open noon, and you write out noon, and you – till whenever, and the PM is P, period, M, period, mm-hmm. and you know it's in the style guide. What is the reason that you're not doing that? Yeah. What is the reason? I mean, I'm not a big dick. Like, when I edited many articles, I would forgive it, and I would note, hey – um, you didn't use the M dash correctly and also just next time, remember to format the times appropriately and very and no like TH on 12 or something like that. But then six articles later, it's still doing that. I just don't understand. Because people are lazy. People yeah. are inherently
1: lazy
2: in every field, not just writing. But like also in writing, I appreciate what you're saying that there's some things that are completely style. Uh-huh. And so when when you're about to write out 6 p.m. or whatever mm-hmm. you should be like p.m. time is a style yeah do you do 6 colon zero zero
0: p.m. base
2: p.m. or do you do six like capital p capital m yeah don't do that everybody but if you do exactly. like but you know that that's a style issue just like serial commas do you are write an issue. six? P E E, like, no, E E M S -S I X O apostrophe C L O. -O. That's how you should do it. (laughs) 6 o'clock in the evening. I want you to act like you're always writing out a wedding invitation. Yes, yes. The the restaurant is open from 5 o'clock in the evening until 2 in the
1: morning the following day.
0: (laughs) But also, how long does it take you to, even if not reference a style guide? Quit like there's so many articles online for whatever publication you're writing for. Quit Google it. Yeah, you don't even yeah. have to look
1: it up in the style guide. You no, can you just, can just go online. You we can just do. look up like Philly magazine and then read the last thing that somebody wrote and match it.
0: I had a, a this is not related to media, but in copywriting in general. I had an amazing experience today with a new coworker who she I said to her, We are writing about products, food products. And, for example, a can of something would be 12 space O-Z period ounce. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, I just received this document where there's no period after ounce uh, and there's no hyphen between 12 and ounce. We need to figure out what's consistent with the style. And she stood up and she's like. Nobody ever cared about style. Oh, God. That's a good feeling. (laughs) AK Nerd Alert. Yeah. Nerd Alert. There's
2: a dork in the building. Yeah. Get excited. It
0: started with me. But (laughs) roll out the red
2: carpet. Here comes the nerd. Yeah.
0: But it feels good that people you're working with appreciate style as you do, you know? Yeah. So. And I think that the secret to everything, no matter where you are, is to be consistent. Now, if you're consistently wrong, I mean, maybe you should work on that. It's better (laughs) than being
1: inconsistent, though.
0: Right. It is.
1: Amy, do you experience... We were talking about different... The way food is written about. Mm -hmm. Are there... Mistakes you see oft-repeated or words that always trip people up or phrases that, that refer to food.
0: Yes, and I feel as though it is a lot to do with the publication. Okay. So, for example, the word cafe. Ooh,
2: uh, yeah. Do you hyphenate
0: it or right, do you What not? is your
2: personal style on that? I would love to know.
0: My personal style is hyphenated. I'm not hyphenated. Uh, accent. Yes. accent
2: Egu. I don't even know if that's what it is. In in our my in the last job that I worked for, I it was inconsistent and I was like, "All right, we're not doing the accent anymore." I just like made a decision. It's probably easier, easier to do I that. I just yeah. It was easier for people who were doing it online. Yes. Especially, that's what I'm yeah, saying. Who were mm-hmm. working online. So cuz in word documents it happens naturally. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, you can't take it away, but on if you're like, you know, in your in your CMS and your mm-hmm. back end and like typing, it doesn't just happen. So right.
0: so you have to do an extra effort to do that. Yes. Mm-hmm. So And we talked about this, right? I think in our lost episode, in our oh. very first episode. I just remember drunkenly yelling Caife. But you do that
1: every weekend. <laughs> yeah. You just run around screaming "cafe."
2: <laughs> In our first ever episode, we tried to do two episodes. I guess I don't know, and don't know it was what we were trying to do. not a good situation. And Brian was like, "Yeah, I had to get rid of like
0: so someday much." someday we'll we'll release that episode. No,
2: I hope not. <laughs> yeah, he also right. took a
1: video of me screaming into the air with beer dribbled all over my shirt. I about
0: that. Yeah.
2: So what else besides? Um, sorry. What
0: else particular? Common things that you eat. For example, Bloody Mary Yep, is a lot of personal preference with the publication, mm-hmm. but personally, I like to capitalize Bloody and Mary. I do too. And when it's pluralized, <gasps> Tell me. it's just an S on the end. Yes. Not IES. Wow. Why is it IES? Like, that's awkward.
2: Yeah. You know? Just an S on the end. Just Keep an it S. YS. You guys are so S. cool. But no <laughs>
0: other. <laughs> As in, she is. Cr- Definitely not cool, guys. We're not cool. Yeah. No
1: other. So, if you if I was writing about Daugherty, no capital. What about a Tom Collins?
0: Yeah, who drinks Tom Collins? Yeah, who I really would, is. Tom Collins is <laughs> a specific name. Yeah. I would sort of, Yeah, that. so it would be capitalized because it's, it's like a named up, floral, up your person. You a whiskey sour. No, is, okay, no. but Bloody
1: Mary. It's so interesting. Why do you pick? Because Mary is because Mary be capital. is
2: capitalized. Because okay, so here is my take, mm-hmm. and feel free because to of tell me I am wrong. Mary? No, because it's named Mary <laughs> Queen of Scots. So. Oh. No yes.
1: virgin.
2: No, I just assumed it was after Mother Mary, oh. a murderer. And that's why oh, it's bloody. bloody. So, um, hmm. because it's named after a person, mm-hmm. that's why the Mary is capitalized. And so wow. the bloody is too. And Here's the, your history lesson, everybody. So, this is sort of related to French. Mm-hmm. French fries, French toast. Yep. Mm-hmm. If it is. Actually, French. Okay, I Which think neither mm-hmm. of those are. Mm-hmm. Which are. Those are. You would capitalize the F if it's right. French. Yes. If you're like, I had a French baguette, I would do capital F. Okay. French baguette, but not obviously
0: not baguette. No, no, right. no, no.
1: Capitalized French. Like I I went out, I had French food last night. Capital
2: F. Capital F. Because yes. you're talking about actual French. Yeah. It's a style, it's whatever. Mm-hmm. French fries has nothing yeah. to do with France. No. So I, I think would they're called not- freedom fries. Oh, right. And then you do capitalize it, that's actually all caps.
0: Freedom fries. <laughs> all caps. Everybody should use all caps all the time. Freedom fries not- at least four exclamation points
2: yes. afterwards. But for French fries, and Amy, please correct me if I'm wrong, but French fries and French toast, since they're not actually referring to the country of France, they are lowercase.
0: Well, for French fries, definitely. (sighs) I still, for French toast, I mean— Do the capital. And I always say, no matter where you're writing for, if there's a huge question, ask your editor, because a lot of publications and a lot of platforms have— they make up; they're not making up their own style guides, but they make a style guide that's consistent with the brand. So yeah. a lot of times, when I have written French toast, it French has been capitalized. Okay, but as same with eggs Benedict, I mean, eggs lowercase, Benedict mm. capitalized. That's so weird to have that big B in the middle. But then I have been with publications where, you know, IPA obviously all caps. Yeah. Uh, Pilsner, lowercase. Right. It just, it, Chardonnay, people will capitalize Chardonnay. Wow. Well, that's because it's from like a region, right? True, just so, like Champagne. Champagne, yeah. So it's just an uh, interesting that. To- what about a Pinot Noir? That's Two not,
2: littles? That's not from a region. Yeah, yeah, that would be lowercase. So yeah, if it's named after an actual region. Is but,
1: Champagne usually capitalized?
2: Yeah. Because yeah. it's from mm. Champagne, I know. France. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh, Yeah.
0: Hmm. So it's just an interesting dynamic of... What about port wine? Oh, no, because... Port, lowercase. Let's just go through okay. all the wines. Yeah, let's just name all the styles.
2: <laughs> but it's not the same. Okay.
0: Yeah, but same with beer. Like, there are certain beer styles, the real quirky, weird ones, if they're specific, the underground yeah. ones. Berliner Weiss. Some people I, I have seen... I like I always see capital B, capital W. But if I write about Berliner, generically, I wouldn't... Probably mm-hmm. capitalize it.
2: So uh, one thing I see in food and I guess drink writing is mm-hmm. um, the name of a dish. Oh. So you sort of just hit on that, and that's what reminded me of it is that mm-hmm. like, um, so it's the like the pan seared skate wing with
0: right sides. Ugh, I would never capitalize that. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, some
2: people do. So some of them are specific. So my yeah. the rule at my old work was that I made up was.
0: Exactly. So you helped yeah. set a precedent. So yeah. I was like, if it
2: is like a funny name that they gave to a thing. Okay. And it would be hard to read it as lowercase. So say it's the Sunday mix up or something like oh, that. And it's very unique to that restaurant. It's, that they, yes. Their title, the title. It, yeah, yeah. It's like the title that they're giving this like mm-hmm. dish or whatever. Okay. Then I was like capitalized For initial sure. caps. But. If it was just the char-grilled burger. Lowercase that. Lowercase. Mm-hmm. Same. The pan-seared skate. The yeah. You know, whatever it is. The vegan tofu. Like, I don't know what.
1: Nobody's ordering that.
2: No. Yeah. yeah. Take it off your menu. Get the, meat.
1: <laughs> Get the pork. In case you didn't know, we're international superstars. What? Mike from Toronto has a question. Yeah, it's not really international. All right. You got Rain me really excited. It's on my parade, you assholes. Sorry. That's next. It's like same language. All right. All like, right. All right. A, a little, a little I'm nicer. I drive away. Mike, I'm yeah. sorry. Just I'm sorry that everybody here is a dick. I appreciate you. He wants to know which is correct, a historic or an historic? Oh, As man. a Gen Xer, I was taught an, an, an yeah. but lately. I keep seeing, not hearing. Seeing a, yeah. Have a great weekend. Thanks, Mike. You too.
2: Aw, what a Canadian. (laughs) So (laughs) polite. So, this is a big uh, thing. Like, I mean, people. I actually, uh, a friend of mine from high school, um, like wrote on Facebook and said, "This is an historic moment. Uh, Like something." someone mowed the lawn or like i don't know something like whatever <laughs> and and people i wrote in, in the comments i like your use of Anne. how interesting and like deliberate kind of mm-hmm. and he was like oh you know because like we went to the same grade school and it's like we had the same teachers and stuff so then people were commenting back and like arguing like why would you do Anne? i don't understand like wow. why would you do that? all right so the rule is
0: so angry,
2: people get angry, yeah. Tell that is the rule. The rule is people get angry, <laughs> yeah. The rule is don't get angry, uh. But so, the rule for the an versus a is that uh, a whatever is if you're making a vowel sound
1: mm-hmm.
2: like our, which is a e o yeah. So, if you're saying our like the time, yes, even though it begins with an h, mm-hmm. you're not saying the h so you would say i'll I'll meet you in an hour and yes. so now historic is interesting and you just heard my view of it and even in how i said it which is i don't know if at one point people didn't pronounce the h in historic like humor
1: my dad says he's got a nice sense of humor so actually i do think this is a
2: philly thing too my well, mom from says Pittsburgh, but he doesn't say the h. oh maybe it's a pennsylvania thing my mom says it's huge, it's humor, it's, like, all her H's, like, for some go away. She doesn't know how to say H. Our last name begins with H, so that sucks, but she... Hi, I'm Kathy Us. <laughs> yeah, and um, so if you aren't saying the H, you should use Anne. but every, basically everyone these days says Historic. You're pronouncing the H. Mm-hmm. Yes. That means <laughs> historic. Use an A. Not an An. Interesting. But old school is an. So either way is correct. Well, depends how you're saying it, but I think that most often now it's A.
0: But if you're not saying it, but you're writing it.
2: Yeah. No, that's a good point. So I think that you have to think about how your audience says. The, the words. So, so if they're British, they're like, it's a historic event. Exactly. So some people do Perfect. some people blame the... On this day in history. Well right. They so they have to not only be British, they have to be like Drunk. No, they have oh. to be like God poor. Me? Yeah, they have to be, yeah. Cod- yeah, yeah. Cod- <laughs> be like Oliver. Oliver. Yeah. Yeah. They have to be my fair lady. They have to be Audrey Hepburn. Yep. But like in the first hour I can and a half. Of the that. Show. And Audrey Hepburn. <laughs>
0: Exactly,
2: (laughs) it's an (laughs) Epon and Audrey and (laughs) Epon. Exactly. So, I mean, that's why some people say it's pretentious because you're because you're assuming that the audience
1: is British, but poor British. That's not pretentious,
2: right? You're wrong. Thanks for listening, everyone. Amy. Especially, thanks for being here. You were a
1: superstar. Guys. I loved hearing your stories.
0: You are a superstar. I know. <laughs> Linda's extra superstar. <laughs> oh, Linda's next level. Ah, uh, Coco's like C minus. It's okay. Works for
2: me. <laughs>
0: he passes. All
2: right. Thanks, everybody. Listen to us. Like us. Follow us. Mm-hmm. Love us.
0: And we we love you back.
1: I don't remember what I was going to say, but who cares? No one. Nobody cares. I know what I was going to say.
0: This has been a riveting
1: production.